Welcome back. Welcome back to our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan, our teacher, and Balaram, my good friend. And uh, we are on day 19 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. We'll be starting with chapter 2, text 18 today. And um, in our last session, we talked about the, the characteristics of the soul as being eternal, curious, and joyous. That's kind of where we left off, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, with that, do you want to bring us into it, Cece? Sure. 2.18 Antabante me deha nityasyopa sharirinaha I got it. The material body of the indestructible, immeasurable, and eternal living entity is sure to come to an end. Therefore, fight, O descendant of Bharata. Yes. So... In this overall section of the Bhagavad Gita, the the purpose is to address Arjuna's main concern that one of the key causes of lamentation for him was that his opponents will be dying and those opponents include his venerable elders. So, key concern is the death of his elders, although they just happen to be opponents. And it's not just the elders that death is going to happen, that further he will be the cause of the death. So Krishna is addressing those those concerns one by one. So while the two concerns are related, they are also separate. So Krishna is looking at the first concern now. So he's telling him that death is inevitable. This is a theme which will come again and again in this section and overall in the Bhagavad Gita. And death is inevitable, but for the body. The soul is indestructible. So earlier, if you look at the series of verses, Krishna starts speaking from 11 and now we are in 18. In 13 also he said that just as the soul changes bodies, during this life it will change at the end of the life. Also, don't, the wise do not lament for this. So, don't lament change of body. Sometimes it appears as if Krishna is simply repeating the same point, but it's actually not just literally repeating the point. He's analyzing from a different perspective. There is don't lament the change of body, and what you should do is, but then won't one feel emotion when the person is uh, leaving us? So then Krishna talks about that tolerate. That was the 14th verse, and then tolerance will lead one to a great result. The result is liberation. And then Krishna is now grounded that particular situation in a bigger context, that there are two natures 
one material one spiritual and the spiritual is eternal that was emphasized in this last verse and now it is contrast is being material is is inevitably destructible so in the first line in the first two lines of this verse this is striking contrast antavanta me deha so body is ephemeral soul is eternal and then as if to emphasize this is it's it's immediate indestructible it's indestructible and there's one more thing which comes up over here immeasurable i'll talk about that slightly but basically krishna is telling arjuna the wise focus on this so focus on the eternality of the soul no the inevitability of the body's destruction therefore do not lament so now but when what the, is yeah what is ephemeral what does that word mean ephemeral means temporary it's just a rhyming for eternal oh. uh, like to be poetic ephemeral is temporary it's a little bit more poetic word oh, okay mm. so now whenever particular words are used say for example if the word soul is used the word soul this is a standard issue in language and it will come up on many occasions in the bhagavad gita that you now we have a word and then we have a concept or we can say an object what the what referent what is being referred to by the word hmm? so what happens is that so this is the the word is like a referring tool we use it to refer to things so for example the meanings of word keep changing so in a how's the how's the drink it's cool if i say now the cool does it mean it's referring to the temperature that is cool or does it referring to the taste it could refer to both things how's the drink it's cool oh do you want me to warm it hey, no no i meant it is it is really nice so generally what happens when we use a word what are we referring to <laughs> that has to be inferred from the context so words have can have different meanings and that's why when the word soul is used different traditions have different understandings of the soul so now if you consider the abrahamic traditions the abrahamic traditions are traditions with uh, which have abraham as the primary prophet so judaism christianity islam now these traditions also have huge differences so i don't want to generalize uh, and certainly not absolutize but as a broad principle they also have the idea of the soul but if we focus especially on the christian tradition over here mm, there the idea is while the soul is eternal mm, 
but in one sense it is inseparable from the body that's their idea and this idea arises primarily because of the idea that the now jesus was resurrected resurrection is now we talked about earlier post mortem existence post mortem is after our death so there are many different conceptions of what happens after post mortem one is resurrection the other is reincarnation so resurrection means to come in the same body literally it's not even come it's more like rise in the same body somebody is resurrected so jesus was seen by people mary magdalene and others in the same body so that's their idea that that's what is thought will happen to everyone the gita says we come in a different body reincarnation reincarnation is specifically talked about by the gita in 222 we'll come to that in due course but the difference between the body and the soul is here that the body is in one sense not all that important when they when we talk about resurrection the idea is that the same body will be revived and even when there are the conceptions of post mortem existence people say that we will meet our relatives uh, in exactly the same way we knew them so if the parents have lost a child when he was small maybe 3 years or 4 year olds they go to heaven they will see that child over there in heaven and he will be just the way it was here well that leads to severe several questions the idea because the body is changing and if the body is not going to change at what stage is it not going to change if somebody loved a grandfather and the grandfather passed away well will the grandfather be of the grandfatherly age for all of eternity then would be particularly heavenly for them isn't it we at 80 90 age or something like that if somebody is just a infant is that they going to be infant throughout the same body the problem comes which age mm-hmm. another problem that comes up is this is especially why uh, the catholic church is strongly against divorce one of the postmodern reasons they say it's one is from of course on the family integrity perspective a person marries second time so then with which spouse will they be in the next life if both of them happen to be catholics and christians and both of them are going to be delivered and if both spouses are going to be there that's definitely not going to be a heavenly for both of them to have to share a spouse so the idea <laughs> of <laughs> that's not that doesn't sound heavenly <laughs> <laughs> so so if there's remarriage so then so basically the point that we it's almost like when we equate the soul and the body they're not equating it they're saying that two are different but essentially this body can't exist without the soul then it's almost like this is our this world and this is the other world so it's almost like this world whatever is existing over there is pushed on to the next world hmm? but only on a 
grander eternal scale so life here and life there are essentially the same and that idea is not what is supported by the bhagavad gita It says that the soul acquires different bodies and exactly how that happens we will discuss in future verses but why is this relevant for our discussion right now is that in the gita's understanding the body is important when it is there it's important as a vital resource but it is not our central identity it is definitely not central you could say central to our identity vital resource means say uh, we bought a car we used it for half a dozen years and then it just got a little old we discarded it we resold it away and we bought a new car and we bought another car and one day we are driving and we see our old car being driven by someone else maybe the little nostalgia will be there oh that was the car i drove earlier but it's not really when we have the car we'll take very great care of it mm-hmm. but it's not that the car defines us so it, this is this is not meant to talk any about neglecting the body so and car used and then sold so like that body when we have it we have to use it very carefully no doubt we have to take care of it mm-hmm. take care of our body take care of the bodies of loved ones at the same time we recognize this body is different from the soul no matter even if we take the best care of the body it is going to deteriorate it is going to get destroyed and that's why death what this means is when we understand the body is not central to our identity death is basically just a comma it is definitely not a full stop it's not a period it mm. is not a catastrophe it is certainly distressing when somebody dies but it is not a it is not the termination of existence it is just a transition in our existence mm. so it's a transition and when we see that from a transition perspective we don't get so much worked up by it Yeah. So Krishna is putting this whole thing into context relative to the journey of the soul saying the jur- the soul goes on forever so in in its changing costumes so this is just another s- stop on that journey it's it's not the end. Yes, exactly. And that's different so- than what you're explaining is like the Christian conception of the soul and that the soul and the body are kind of together. for for the long haul so when this when the body goes when the soul goes to heaven the body goes with it yeah their idea is that i mean again i don't want to criticize the religion i'm just we are examining the idea over here there is a fall and then we have a chance and then again we have either if we take this chance there's a resur- resurrection or there is condemnation to its hell forever mm-hmm. 
for this one life this one life is the only chance we have that's the idea that the soul and the body are inseparable but the gita's understanding is yes the soul goes through various bodies at various levels of existence i will talk about what various levels of existence means that largely depends on the consciousness of the soul and then eventually the soul can attain liberation so there is a multi life spiritual journey which could involve both evolution and sometimes it could involve devolution also evolution is rising up in consciousness devolution is going down mm -hmm. so if we have life 1 life 2 life means lifetime lifetime 1 4 5 5 there could be multiple lifetimes going on till the soul evolves enough and then here the soul is getting liberation that is eternal existence that's what the soul will get eventually mm. now any comments balram yeah so you do that uh map of the last six verses and i was wondering is this uh conclusive of this section or is it going to no no it's going on Maybe the section is still right? going on the next okay. verse will go on also okay so this yeah thank you there's one more point over here which this verse talks about is that it's immeasurable now sometimes the words are premeyasti in the same verse now sometimes words uh, they can again have multiple meanings and generally we use the the literal meaning of the word immeasurable is can't be measured and can't be measured generally it means too large to be measured but it can also mean too small to be measured it just can't be measured you know we humans have a scale of observation and we can extend that scale of observation with certain instruments so if we consider a human beings you know we we have a certain range or scale of observation if something is too small like a microbe we can't see it mm -hmm. if we are right in front of a giant wall and our face is touching the wall we basically can't see the wall we just see right in front of us and this too big too small we can't see now we can extend that technologically but still it cannot be extended unlimitedly so the point here is the soul is extremely small mm -hmm. and it is so small that it just can't be measured the the, the point is here okay if the body is going to fall aside then what's going to happen to the soul yeah the soul is so small that it's not affected by the body body is instruction now sometimes a measure is given but the measure itself is indicative of how it's actually not a measure the measure that is given is it is 1/10000 the tip of a hair now when it's it's a very interesting measure given as 1/10000 seems to be very precise One ten thousand, but if you consider tip of a hair, that is remarkably imprecise. How do you define a tip of a hair? You know, is it the 
is it the one centimeter tip is it the one millimeter tip is it the one micrometer tip how do you define the tip so the very measure is in, supposed to it's more indicative it's not a descriptive measure basically the point is it's extremely small mm -hmm. so it is so small that it can't be measured and because it is so small the indication over here is that it's not affected by upheavals at the level of the body now it's not because it is so small it is just so small that it is it is just not is not perceivable for us the point is it's not going to be affected by the change of the body and the destruction of the body also any comments or should i go to the next verse that's very cool i always wondered about that yeah. verse because it's one of the rare uh like you said very precise points yeah it's sometimes we focus too much on the precision part but, but we have to understand yeah go ahead so is it just thinking now that i have the opportunity to ask like but they're saying that the soul is physical its existence is physical is it well not necessarily it's a good point that is it has size it's a it's a bigger concept which we will have to discuss eventually see we equate form which includes size with physicality or with materiality hmm? that we almost assume that forms have to be physical or material but the gita also explains that there is a spiritual reality in spirituality also there are forms so it is not that just because something is spiritual means it has to be amorphous and vague so this so at a spiritual level also the soul does have a form now presently the soul is the soul at present is more like a particle or a spark of consciousness it is present in the body and goes from one body to another hmm? but potentially essentially we could say the soul is a full fledged person in fact our present personality is ultimately originating from the soul the full fledged person means the soul has form the soul has preferences hmm the soul has dimensions forming dimension the soul has an overall personality so that is what is revealed at the spiritual level but essentially the point is that the soul is not just because it is not material does not mean that it is it doesn't have a form or it doesn't have dimensions it has dimensions of its own and uh, it has a form i hope that addresses the question yeah very interesting i've never heard that before yeah the hmm. so i think uh, let's summarize here we have uh, we won't be able to do the next verse we'll continue next time okay so we discussed 
the first point today we discussed was that how the the role of the body how important the body is when krishna is contrasting the body it's saying it's vital as a resource and at the same time it's just a resource so in that sense it's it's dispensable the body can and will be destroyed is dispensable destructible mm-hmm. and that is very different from the idea that it is a it is key to our identity or essence so and because if it were like that then death would be a a devastation it could be almost like a termination of the existence this is not the conception of the gita and in that connection we discussed about the soul body difference not just a difference but there's a categorical difference the soul is spiritual the body is material and it keeps changing so the difference means that the so it's a vital resource it's like a car we can change it and if this difference is not accepted it leads to a lot of it's the other world is tr- made into a replica of this world hmm? just like a eternalized replica of this world and it leads to several logical fallacies like we discussed about the age of the people and the relationships if this body is resurrected so basically we discussed the difference soul body category difference it implies is their resurrection which essentially means the body goes back to the same form or is there reincarnation the gita category is in the side of reincarnation and then the last point we discuss is now we say the soul is immeasurable what essentially does it mean it means too small to be measured that means we this does not necessarily mean that it does not have form it just indicates uh it has it has form and dimensions but they are not material mm? now they are not so much manifested now right now the soul is just a spark of consciousness but the soul as the soul's consciousness becomes more and more purely and fully manifested the soul's form also will eventually become manifested thank you hari krishna